The Sci-Fi Film Podcast is a Thrave Productions podcast. The Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Sifora Film Podcast. Um, I am Andy Walker. Um, one of these two is Scott. Say hello, Scott. You're all right there. All right. And the other one is my other son, Pete. Say hello, Pete. Hello. There we go. So uh, it is a family affair tonight. Today. I, I love the fact you said <laughs> one of them is Scott and one of them is Pete. I forgot on which one's which. <laughs> no, it's just that some people might not have watched before. They may only have listened, and they won't know which one is whom. <laughs> they won't know whom is whom. Is whom. So um, I've done an incredibly strange thing, which is when I wrote the notes out, for some reason I put the notes for one film under another film and then put the notes for the second film under the first film, and I don't know what I'm doing anymore. <laughs> There you go. Uh, welcome, Pete, to the Sci-Fi Film Podcast. Lovely to have you with us. Yeah, lovely to be here. So it's uh, nice to, to have a, a new um, set of eyes and mouths and teeth and elbows <coughs> and the such like. Um, so shall we do what we're here to do, which is kind of review films and things? Yeah, it's well, one of the one of the things we do anyway. Well, it's one of the, one of the few things that we do sometimes a bit. Right. Um, so yes, uh, two shorts and a long again this week. Um, a bit different. Uh, so we got a uh, start off with a science fiction superhero short film thingy from 2017 called Leap of Faith, uh, directed by Mark Smith. The writer was Dave Thorpe. Producers Jonathan Farrelly and Dom Gillespie. The cast was Leah Egan, Aaron Hegarty and Carl Argue. That's a strange name. Uh, music by Darren Headley. The synopsis for this says, Kelly lives a lonely life in a busy city, unfulfilled and longing for more. Behind closed doors, Kelly wonders if there is anyone who can understand her. When new neighbour Johnny moves into the adjacent 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 <laughs> building, he captivates Kelly. He observes she observes his daily routine and soon learns that something is very different about him. Kelly goes on a journey to uncover more about Johnny and in doing so confronts her demons. So there we have it. Um, who wants to start? Well, to be honest. Other than the synopsis, I don't really think there's much more to say because I didn't read the synopsis, but it just described everything that we could talk about. Not quite. Oh, uh, most of it. 
All right, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough, right. I mean, let's get the t- technical stuff out of the way, as we always do. It's a good quality film. It's well made, well filmed. The s- cinematography is good. Um, the acting's not bad. The effects are well done. Um, yeah, as I've said before with certain other films, they film, especially the bits that are filmed out on the street uh, and outside with all the night, like, the general noise you would have everywhere, especially as this is filmed really close to certain main roads by the looks of it. Yeah. The fact that there's no extra noise yeah. is to show the sort of, I don't know, the level of sound the sound technician they had. Yeah. So, I mean, it's more of a superhero film than real sci-fi as such, I think. Yeah. Because you don't know what the, 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 the origins of their abilities are. <laughs> Yeah. So, I will say though, I did like. Um, there's not many, many in it. But there's the, the effects that they use in it, especially when he teleports or jumps or whatever he does. The the way that the smoke that was used in that, I thought, was very well done. It weren't like quick edit or whatever. It was yeah, very very well done piece of effects. What do you think, Pete? Yeah. I really think the... <laughs> I think the effects were really well done. And especially uh, since it isn't like a big budget main film where they have like a whole crew developing and just doing the special effects. I think it's like the effects when he jumps was like very clean. Wasn't very like choppy like some other films. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the effects are really good. It's it kind of looks like the beginning or part of like an origin movie or something like that, and you, and you kind of think that there's going to be something a bit more. Yeah, I'd like to know more of his background. And, yeah, and so what you know what happens next? So it kind of uh, it would be nice to see us develop into something a bit bigger, maybe. Yeah, I've got it. It does the way it was done. It does. It did look like it could be very easily added into a feature length film, yeah. or at least adapted into a feature length film. Um, yeah. The way that the sort of the way that the story's been told, and the way that um, the way it's sort of left as well. It's almost yeah. like sort of what the, it could be. Sort of yeah, like I said, the beginning of it and what happens next, and like it's sort of. It might tell a story of what goes on between them and what happened to get them to where they were. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I thought that it was good showing the flashbacks to, to her sort of childhood was quite good to kind of, they don't explain where her, what her abilities are or where they come from as such, but they show you that she's got the, had these abilities for a long time. Yeah. Oh, as the thing is, that's the bit I liked. Is the fact that it wasn't like certain other films that have done it. They sort of go, oh, they were genetically modified, or they were and pushed the fact that it was like they were born or genetic. This is sort. It leaves you sort of going, also, where did it all come from, and how did it all start? And yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I really, I must admit, I really like the film. Actually, I think it's, it's, it's. 
it's quite a, it's quite a good little film in itself. In itself, it's, it's, mm. it works really well. The fact that as well that it, it the the site that it's on on face on the site that's on on uh, YouTube is actually one that uses it. Um, not quite as high brand, but it's another one that does the short to the week and yeah. like sort of, the fact that it's it's been put on there and like <clears throat> it's been pushed out as much as it has, and it's not just people that maybe that are pushing it out. Yeah. There's so many other people who have gone, you need to watch this, you need to watch it. The shows how much there's people out there that love this film. Absolutely. So are we all in agreement that it's not a bad film, it's worth having a, having a watch of? Yeah. Uh, I'd say if you have the time and you aren't doing anything, I'd say <laughs> give it a watch. Yeah. <laughs> if you aren't watching this podcast, give it a watch. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, on to the second film. Now, this is another sci-fi short film called Distance. Uh, this is from 2020. Created by the team at 4B Media as part of the 4B College Diploma of Screen and Media. Uh, director was Dean Russell. Um, cast, uh, Caitlin Lopez, Declan Green, and Zoth... I don't know how you pronounce this. Zothly Tatina? Don't know. Could be. Maybe. Perhaps. Uh, <laughs> the synopsis for this says a woman trapped on a desolate planet, separated from her friend and only other crewmate by an incredible chasm, flight, uh, fights for survival through storms, darkness and loneliness. So. I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I've got mixed feelings about this film. Right. I like it to a certain extent. There's certain parts of it I like. There's certain parts of it I thought were just, I don't know, to sort of seem like they were trying a bit too hard. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I like it because it's, it's about the people and their relationships more than about the hard sci-fi, but it's got enough hard sci-fi in it to kind of satisfy the, 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 the sci-fi thing. The only problem I have with the whole film, to be honest, is the ceiling of a hole in the mask of a helmet with a bit of sticky tape. <laughs> if you do not know, if you're not saying that, and it's a massive thing worldwide. The tape can fix everything. <laughs> but it's it's not even well applied. It's just no. It's, like, it's, it's not. It's not like it's even like by the look of it, strong tape. It looks like it's just masking tape. Yeah, is that? The end of it's just falling off anyway. Yeah, it's even securely put on. It looks like it could. It looks like it could fall off any second. Well, the thing is, they're looking at it as well. It's the fact that it was in her kit. It means it's meant to be used for when she was outside in space. So surely, having a tape that doesn't automatically stick to your gloves would help, because <laughs> that doesn't help trying to pull trying to pull tape off in a rush, and it's sticking to everything. Probably doesn't help if you need to. I get the fact you need to be sticky, but surely think if you've got the technology to get into space and do what you need to do, you'd have the technology to make sure tape doesn't stick to your gloves and your trousers. Yeah, but you would think that they would have some kind of patching material. <laughs> or, I mean, or, could, or, I mean, 
my fault was with a film that's that's got as much effect in it. This is a, surely they could have afforded to buy some of the clear screen protectors that you get for mobile phones. They could have put one of them on it. Yeah. Also, the thing is, you you come from a like this is meant to be a futuristic world at the time and all that. Where at the moment we've got stuff where we can repair tires with a piece of rubber. Sure, yeah, I agree with you. Surely they could have just done a bit of clear tape would have done. Also, surely you would make it out of a out of a stronger glass, which won't just crack and break. What, what I liked as well was the fact that she mm. has a crack up. She gets cracked on the front of the screen, mm. which she then repairs and then overlaps and puts her head back, smacks her head even harder backwards. <laughs> just like you've just repaired it. <laughs> but it it's is. Just, I mean, it kind of spoils the film in a way because of the fact that it's that it's a really kind of like quite a moving film with quite a sort of in-depth thing with these quite good effects that are done well and then there's a bit of a sticky tape yeah <laughs> and it's just kind of like no well, it's, just, uh, it's the thing is as well with a lot of this is the, the sound the bits that try to hurt the fact that it almost seemed like there was um with her and uh the the robot or the voice of the ship or whatever it yeah. seemed like there was almost a false um Oaking sort of try and put in relationship between them. Yeah. Where I get the fact that, yeah, okay, if you're on a stuff like that, you might want an AI that can interact without just being pure robot. But it seemed way too forced. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, but it's just, yeah, there's certain bits of it that made me laugh. Like the fact as well, in in the ship, it runs out of oxygen. So she puts on a helmet, which isn't connected to anything. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> to get oxygen, which doesn't even seal. She puts it on and you exactly. can see the gaps. There's like a gap by the chin, which lets the air, which lets all the air out. It doesn't seal the air in by her face. Yeah, but just, no, it's, it's... I'm not too sure how happy I would be as well if the person, I guess she died, okay, she's meant to be getting this message to her friend who's on the other side of this chasm. I'm not too sure how happy I would be the fact that he goes to fly off. And she seems really happy when he even crash lands in front of her. <laughs> yeah, I'm not too was, sure I'd be quite happy. <laughs> I think she was happy that she thought we were coming back for her. <laughs> but the, yeah, no, it's, there are a few things that, that kind of don't work, um, which is a pity because it looks great and it's, you know... It's obviously had some time and, and effort put into it. Yeah, don't worry. I, I feel bad, like, the fact that, yeah, they've, they've obviously put a lot of time into this with certain parts of it. But it just seemed like it's sort of the bits that they just all let themselves go on. I think the thing is, though, unless you've got a good story to start with, unless the story works, it doesn't matter how good you make the film look. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's... So lesson out there to anybody making films, don't give them insulating tape to put onto their crack visors. Yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. I was expecting so much more from it, and then all of a sudden it was insulating tape. And it was that was what got me, was that she just went. Yeah. It weren't even even like pressure applied to it, it was just a quick slap on and yeah. I just (sighs) ridiculous. I don't know. There you go. Um, right, so on to our long film, 
Now, this is a 2015 film, which is a uh, found footage film, which is one of the many films that are on the internet with some kind of reference to them possibly being the scariest movie ever made. Yes. Or the scariest movie on the internet or whatever. Uh, this is a film called, now, it's, I think it's Rorschach. Yeah. I'm not sure, because I keep calling it Rorschach. But I don't know. It is. I, I think, guessing by the way that it's, when I typed it into Google, what else come up? I think it's Rorschach. Warshak. Uh, this is made in two, 2015. Its uh, director and writer was C.A. Smith. Producer was Nick Brahma, um, who uh, also uses the name of Nihar Brahmat. Now, the interesting thing about it is that both those two and all of the people in the film, apart from one, have really done nothing else. Uh, the cast is Ashley Allen, uh, Ricky Lee Barnes, Ross Compton, Jamie Gillespie, Jamie Perpich, and Joyce Porter. Now, uh, oh, and Chauncey Taylor. Now, Joyce Porter, interestingly, was in a film called 3AM in two, uh, 2008, uh, Fallen Souls in 2010, Heaven is Hell in 2014, Fraternal Nightmares in 2014, and a thing called Kids and Ghosts. So she's the only person who's been in any other films. All the rest of them have never done anything else before or since. Yeah. Okay. The synopsis for this film says, two sceptic... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I don't know why I stopped there. I thought I'd said that wrong. Two sceptic you know, researchers... I thought the screen had frozen then. It just <laughs> stopped dead. I was like... Two sceptic researchers investigate a mother's claim that an unknown presence may be trying to communicate with her seven-year-old daughter. Now then. <laughs> as as is fairly well documented on different episodes of this programme, <laughs> I am not the biggest fan of found footage films. The only reason I watch them is to try and find one that I actually like. So far, the one that comes nearest to that is Cloverfield. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, what did you think of Rorschach? <laughs> well, I'd like to, I would like to say the biggest bit that just um me so much and it annoyed the hell out of me the whole way through the film was the fact that he said this film has not been edited or altered in any way. Yeah. That was true, had to get the words on the screen. Um, and the fact that he jumps. Yeah. If it was clean, like made it look like they turned the camera off and then back on fine, it was it was like time lapses and you can see where people have moved and all that and it just it didn't yeah. work. Yeah. One thing I liked about it compared to some other films which claim they're the scariest films on the internet, yep. that it didn't use that many like sound effects which you hear in other horror films which like come under that category. Uh, yeah. The sound effects you do hear actually fit into what's happening in the story, like yeah. knocking coming from like places around the house and stuff like that. The only thing I would say is 
that one of the few bits in it that actually kind of like would be, I would deem as being anywhere near classed as scary, which was when the doll seemingly turned its head with its own accord. You know what? Honestly, <laughs> was, I have actually put that was, as the only good bit I liked. But there was, there was, they played a chord in the background, like music. Exactly. Yeah. Kind of it, and it's like, what was the point of that? They slowed it down when they were talking as well. Yeah. They didn't slow it down. And it was just like a quick movement round to check and then move back. And given enough time for the audience to see that the heads move, that would have been more effective because yeah. you're reacting like, oh, oh my God, something's just moved without them touching it. Yeah. Instead to be honest, of it being slowed down so it's so obvious. Yeah. To be honest, it would have been a lot better and a lot bigger reaction as well if the guy hadn't been doing it and trying to make it turn. Like, he tried it four times, then turn away and come back. It's like, if you just looked at it, recorded it, walked out and walked out and then heard a noise and turned around and it moved, that would have been a bit more scarier yeah. than sitting there trying to provoke a doll. But it's... <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I'm, I'm, gonna... I'm confused about it as well, though. What's that? The mum says she doesn't want the doll in the house anymore. Yeah. Yeah? So she says she wants it out of the house as quickly as possible. Yeah. Get the fact they put it in a plastic bag. Yeah. Why'd they put the cord around its neck? I don't know. The it, other it thing is... It looked like a body. The other thing is, why did they need to drive for about three quarters of an hour before they got somewhere before they where they could dump it. Has it come back? Have you never seen a battlefield? <laughs> but it... Oh, and one thing I wanted to say is having the doll as the main focus of attention. Yeah, that's never been done before in every, uh, any movie. It... Definitely not. <laughs> it's just... <laughs> it's, just, it's... <sighs> okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this now. I'm going to state this as an absolute fact. Some people may disagree with me. It's a possibility. But I'm going to say this because I think it's an absolute fact. This is not a scary film at all. Nope. I agree. To be honest, it's more confusing. <laughs> I mean, there are a couple of minor bits that could possibly be kind of classed as jump scares, but even they're not that effective. No, I just I sat there at one point and I was just like, I actually I had I, I sat here watching the film and I got about halfway through it and I found myself just sort of sitting there realizing that I was actually looking at my phone. <laughs> and then I thought, well, do you know what? I need to Google it. So I Googled it and tried to try go because they've got an IMDb page and stuff like that. And I tried to see where the reviews were that people said, this is really scary. Yeah. Honestly, out of the 20, 20 plus reviews that are on this film, not one of them mentions the word scary at all. No. And it's just like, oh. There's a bit of it where they're looking at a, they're looking at as kind of a, a still image from a film from a film where the kid was was had the camera and they're focusing in on this dark piece where the, the doors open and they keep focusing in and then focusing out and then focusing in, focusing out, and it's like sort of well, there's kind of 
possibly a little bit of lighter stuff there that if you were to squint might look a little bit like a face possibly yeah <laughs> why are we so fascinated by this one shot the other bit that done me as well and i and this, this just shows you that i watched way too many films and picked in pick forward and review yeah but then when they do the shot of the doll like down the corridor and the doll in the kitchen yeah it drops his arm and then there's meant to be this spectral person that will spectral figure that walks past yeah. you know how annoyed i am the fact that i sat there with someone walking past the car because <laughs> if you look all it is is a bit of per there's, there's a like looks like it's been filmed with a bit of perspective in front of it and someone's reaction someone walking past the problem is that as they walk past you see a car go past as well and it's just like you surely you could have re-edited that bit you could, no you could have reshot that yeah it's yeah. just like but it's just the fact that again they go back and back and back over it and it's just like okay yeah the first two times they get you would have gone yeah, fine, but then like they do it another five times after it's like you're just getting a bit boring now. Yeah, I mean, I can't see anything firstly that would make anyone think that this was even remotely the scariest film on the on the internet. All I'm gonna say is the scariest part for me was the beginning where they're going down the corridor. Well, when the camera's just in the corridor, because you have no clue what's gonna happen in the rest of the film, so you're just scared about what's gonna happen yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. And then you find out nothing happens. <laughs> well, just the thing is, I said, like, obviously, Amy was meant to be joining us on this. Yeah. And as soon as she, me being the horrible partner that I am, never told her until this afternoon when we started watching the film that I had a doll in it. And she doesn't like, doesn't like films with dolls and stuff like that. Right. And she was quite prepared to watch it. It was a horror film. But yeah. then as, I said, as soon as she then read a bit on it and went, it's got a creepy doll in it, no. I was like, all right. And I sat there afterwards. I was like, you know, that actually that shot, the still shot they had of it on yeah. the IMDP page of the of the doll was probably the scariest part of anything to do with this. But it's, I just, I don't know. I, I think it, it just, as I say, I'm not the biggest fan of found footage movies. I, I'm, Never under, I never understood why everyone thought that the, the Blair Witch Project was so scary because it was just somebody being snotty down a, a phone. I'm going to blow bubbles out my nose down a phone. That no, 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 I do agree with you. The best one I've seen has to be Cloverfield. Yeah. It's yeah. probably one of the best ones I've seen because, again, with the editing, the way they've done of that, or the way that it's done of that, of the the way it jumps between what was originally on the video and what was recorded over it. But even with that, you have to wait till three quarters of the way through the film before anything actually scary happens. Yeah, I, yeah, I know that. <laughs> um, there is a film that, I have, that I've been told is quite a good one, which is Troll Hunter. I haven't seen it personally. That, Troll Hunter is really good, but that's actually slightly different because that's done as like a documentary. Yeah. Uh, and that's and it's funny. It's very good. But yeah, it's but other than that, I can't. I don't see. I don't see the whole um, fascination with them. I will say the. Only, I will actually say. I will. 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 Um, the only other one that we've done, we did as well, which um, I would say I would rate, but it. 
I'm not sure it falls into a found footage category, but it kind of does, was Creep. Yes, yeah. No, actually, that is because of the fact that there's certain parts of it that's filmed as a point of view side. And I agree. Mm-hmm. I do agree. That's a good one. Okay, yeah, that is actually probably one of the creepy it's ones. Creep is a good film, and it's, it's quite quite bizarre. I wouldn't say it's necessarily really scary, but it's quite bizarre. And I do love Peach Fuzz. So... Uh, but um, on the whole, I think this is a complete waste of time. And I've, it's really annoyed me in a way because it's this is one of those films that I heard so much about when it came out. And I was kind of looking forward to watching it because I thought it was going to be quite a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I do agree with, I agree with what Pope White like, said. As soon as it, as soon as he said, right, the scariest film, I was like, nah. <laughs> As soon as you have to rate your own film saying this is scary, there's no point. Because of the fact the whole reason of a film is the fact that it's meant to be someone's feeling and the way they feel about it. As soon as you say to someone, this film's scary, they're going to go, no. Because <laughs> they're going in already thinking it's going to be scary. If you don't, say, if you say this film's all right, and they go and watch it, and they go, oh, actually, that might that freak me out a bit more, it then makes it scary for them. Yeah. But as soon as you're all making you go, this is scary, everyone goes, nah. <laughs> there's, there's two other things I didn't really like about the movie. One is that every time like, the camera is just moving about and you think, oh, something might happen here. This is a good position for something to happen. They just cut to the next day. Yeah. And another thing is, when they say like what day it is and what month it is, you have the typing sound effect with it typing across the bottom. That, that I don't know why that really annoys me, but I like how Cloverfield did it because like they just had it as a part of the visual overlay of the camera. Yeah, this is yeah. that's the thing. If the, the typing effect of it, it sort of takes it away from the film. Yeah, but it's just the thing is, I, I sat there and I realized that. When there was certain, when there was nothing happening, I was actually paying more attention to what, what was going on in the film than when they actually said there was stuff going on. Because I was looking at it again, something's got to happen. And I, I've got to say that, yeah, I mean, you do. You look and you expect something to happen in the background somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only time that <laughs> it was, and I don't know why, but I found it really funny, was when the photographs kept falling over. Yeah. I just, I just sit there giggling because I thought it was just really funny. I just, I, like, I, I did. I, it's the fact she ran away from it. Yeah, that's the, that's the only. There's one of the bits of this film that I don't understand. Like, I get the fact that yeah, okay, you've had all this stuff going on, and there's the photos are falling down, and you're a bit freaked out. But there's no real reason to run away. It's not like they're being lobbed at you or no. there's broken glass <laughs> anywhere. It's just they fell over. But she ran away like someone had thrown it at her. <laughs> Personally, I would have just taken it off the shelf, put it on the table, and called it a day. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I would have just, I would have left it. I would have got maps on it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I don't know. I, I just, I do wonder sometimes because it's like, <sighs> I understand you want to make your films, but don't you want to make a film that's actually kind of a film worth watching? Yeah. <laughs> and and. You know, I wouldn't recommend this to anyone because of the fact that I'd be quite honestly, I'd, I'd say, don't, don't waste your time. You know, 
There's so many better films out there. Uh, yeah, it's just... I mean, it's annoying. Not, yeah, I mean, there are so many better films out there. I'm not not Prisoners of the Lost Universe, obviously, but um, <laughs> so many other films are so much better. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm gonna have to keep going on about that film because it is so awful. Um. Anyway, I'd, so I'd, that's that's uh, that's the uh, thing I would say. Uh, we would recommend the two. Well, we'd recommend. Leap of faith. Distance is okay, but really it's got too many things about it that don't work. And Rorschach is just basically a waste of an hour and a half, is it? Or two hour hours? And fifth, hour and 15 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. Just think of all the things. It felt like a lot longer. Yeah. In my opinion, if you want to watch a good found footage film, watch Cloverfield. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so just think of all the things you could be doing in an hour and 15 minutes that you wouldn't, didn't do when you were watching this film. Well, like I, I will say, and I do agree with this, if I had a choice of watching this film, uh, Rorschach, or watching Prisoners of the Lost Universe, I probably would watch Prisoners of the Lost Universe again. Oh, God, no. Because <laughs> at least that was slightly entertaining. Really? Well, a lot more than Rorschach, anyway. Can you no. laugh at it? Can you laugh at how terrible it is? No. <laughs> Not in the slightest. Because <laughs> no. if you can just... laugh at how terrible it is, it's better than uh, Rorschach. No, no. Prisoners of the Lost Universe is one of those films that's so awful, it's awful. It's awful. <laughs> it, it's not even... even oh, there is comedy bits in it that even they're not funny. How have you managed to do that? I don't know. Um, if they're unfunny, you laugh because they're unfunny. Yeah, no, they're, so, yeah. they're unfunny in a way that makes you go, really? Why? Why bother? <laughs> um, there you go. Let's not destroy that film any more than we already did. Last <laughs> yeah, any more than we did last week. <laughs> well, sorry for the people that made it after the comments we made last week. <laughs> um, so, there you go. Um, thank you for joining us, Pete. Yeah, you're welcome. It'd be nice to have you back sometime in the future, maybe. Yeah, it depends. Yeah, we'll <laughs> see if we can find another found footage film that we don't like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or something of that ilk. Another found footage film we don't like. We could be we could make about seven episodes and stuff like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um and thank you for being here, um, Scott. <laughs> Didn't forget you. Well, name. I wouldn't mind is for anyone that's obviously what the watching this and listening. We're doing this via Zoom, and it says my name in the bottom of our screen. Yeah, but two things. Firstly, I can't see your name because it doesn't come up unless I put my fingery thing over you. Whatever, <laughs> mine stays on. Um, no, thing is, you have him on every episode. I know. <laughs> It's not like it's not like I'm not like I've been around for ages either. I'm 31 this year. You surely would have learned my name by now. I, 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 know. I wouldn't have been surprised if you forgot my name, but here <laughs> I know both your names. It's just some okay. sometimes I'm gonna dispute that fact real quick. You barely know both of our names. No, I know both <laughs> your names. It's just that sometimes I get a little bit overawed with the whole talking thing. And <laughs> 
and or something. I don't know. Anyway, um, so uh, that's it from us. Uh, thank you for watching if you have been or listening if you've only been doing that. If you haven't been doing either, then sodja. And um, until next time, always remember that just because you can doesn't mean you should. And even if you can't, then you shouldn't anyway. Are we, is this what we're doing now every week? <laughs> ending on a weird philosophical quote. Well, no. <laughs> so until next time when all of the uh, planets will be in alignment for us to be able to go oh yeah that's a good film and, um <laughs> we'll uh, we'll see you and um enjoy your lives as much as you possibly can given everything that's going on I'll enjoy your oh, life right. someone else's. Depressing, isn't it? Oh, your problems be little ones. <laughs> or or non-existent or or, or teeth or something. If you think you're having a bad time, remember, at least you're not wasting an hour and 15 minutes watching Raw, uh, Raw Trash. <laughs> very true. <laughs> very, very true. Very true. Right. So, thank you very much, and we'll see you again. Bye. 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 <laughs>